Here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Jim and Laura. You know all things, so I have another question for you. <laughs> Do so I? When, a, when, a show or a TV, when a show or a movie gets made about someone's life or someone's family, mm-hmm. do they have to get like the, some sort of okay or at least oh. maybe not the okay of the family obviously not because there's one movie that is causing a ruckus but do they have to at least let the family know like give a little heads up is there something in the clause of movie making or show making where they at least have to let the person know oh by the way your whole life story is about to be blabbed for the world to know ah uh, boy that's a good question mm-hmm and I uh, recently ask read your lawyer husband. Oh, and you know what he's going to say. I don't do that kind of law. Well, law. what good are you? What did I marry you? <laughs> because I recently read the Pamela Anderson book called Love Pamela, which surprisingly was really good. I know and you keep saying. I secretly watched the Pam and Tommy series because I thought, oh, this is this is going to be badly made and what is it going to be? It was actually nice, but she says even in the book that she wanted nothing to do with that series. She did not want to relive one of the worst times in her life, but I guess Tommy said, yeah, go ahead, make it, whatever. So do they have to let somebody know that your life True or not, I mean, they have creative rights to do whatever they want when they're making a movie or a TV show, but if they're going to base it on your life, you would hope that they would be truthful. I have uh, I've searched that for you quickly, perhaps once we get to the story here. One headline reads, The Delicate Art of Making a Biopic. Mm. Uh, and then uh, another, Do You Need Permission to Make a Movie About Someone? A couple of answers there I'll share with you. Okay. These are Hollywood headlines. Quora. Com, a place for knowledge and better understanding of the world says no, but it is common business practice to get permission or even pay for the right to create the story. Another front row insurance dot com says it's more complicated than a simple yes or no. Yeah, while you can technically make a docudrama about a famous personality, there are issues like rights of privacy, false light, rights of publicity and defamation. Alex. Husband Alex, I don't know. We need, we need to know these answers. Yeah, well. So, okay, the reason I bring this up, I talked about Pam and Tommy, the series, that Pamela Anderson did not want that to happen, did not sign off on it, did not want to relive that time of her yeah. life. Tommy was like, yeah, go ahead, make it. I watched it. I thought it was actually done pretty well. Yeah. And you are sympathetic watching it to Pam and Tommy, which I never thought I would say. And then the more I read her book, Love Pamela, I thought, oh, why, why can't they just let this woman just live her life? But I bring this up again because yesterday we talked about the new Elvis Presley movie based on her, though, Priscilla Presley. Yes. It's being made by A24. But the Elvis Presley estate said they are not happy with the making of this movie. The trailer is out now, and they say it's another Priscilla Presley cash grab that was made without their knowledge and consent. And they make Graceland look horrific, according uh, uh. to the Presley family. So she had input into the movie, apparently, but the family 
did not. Oh, the family of Elvis yeah, did not. Yeah. So I just wondered, like, how that normally works. Well, there, I, I would think that would fall under the questionable defamation if they make it look worse than it was. See, look, I've just become a lawyer from two Google searches. Mm-hmm. Uh, or did they get out of that by at the beginning of the movie saying loosely based on real oh, events or yeah, yeah. some of the names and things have been changed for uh, our cinematic or effect. however they were. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't uh, know. Hmm. Are you planning on making one? No, that's a lot of work. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Today is National Pink Day. It's a day set aside to celebrate the color pink. Did you submit to this one? Uh, I mean, <laughs> and on this pink day, I have red. Yeah, so go figure. But, you know, shade of pink, sure. I guess. Sure. It's, it's a spectrum. And you wouldn't have known. I uh, I realized it was pink. I should have messaged you a half hour ago to be sure that you wore pink. So that Yeah, don't disappoint. We were talking about the movie quotes that you use in everyday life, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there is one from Legally Blonde where she says, whoever said orange is the new pink is seriously disturbed. <laughs> and I do use that sometimes. Oh, perfect. Well, if you go out in public, I trust... Later after the show, you'll find. Yeah, I do have a wedding rehearsal later today. (laughs) The couple's getting married tomorrow. And so I do have my outfit laid out because I have to do some traveling for this one. And there is some pink included in the rehearsal outfit, of course. I do have several pink items in my wardrobe. In fact, you may recall when I was in Mexico, it's kind of accidental. I had on uh, a pink shorts. A really pale pink floral shirt. And then I ordered a frou-frou-y cocktail that was blazing pink. <laughs> I'm like, I got to show this it. to Laura. Look at me. <laughs> I'm okay with myself. I'll oh, yeah. Not a stitch of pink on me today. Although. Oh, no. I think. Look at look at oh, the corner there. Pink. That's true. You have a little pink flamingo on it the It is a flamingo. Yeah, and, and the flamingo is pink. That's true. Now, I don't want. You tell me. I need some style advice here. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm grabbing my camera. For you, because somebody asked, does everybody know is she in Wisconsin? So, can you see my shorts? <gasps> pink flamingo. Well, shorts. no, they're. Did you they're know it was also flamingos. Flamingo Day? No, is it serious? Yes. No. Yes. Are you kidding me? Pink Day and Pink Flamingo I Day. I mean, they go hand in hand. <laughs> For real, I did not. Yeah. Now, though, I've got the little flamingo. It'd be like where the emblem would normally be on a shirt. And just one. Yeah, like and, the little then, alligator shirts that have the, the little stitched on alligator. Yeah. Flamingos all over my shorts. Is that too much? Is that, oh, is that no. too matchy matchy? Listen, you can never go overboard okay. with too many sequins. We've talked about this for Taylor Swift yeah. goers tonight or tomorrow. Too many sequins, not even a thing. Okay. Too many flamingos, no. Thank you. You Good. can't. You can't go overboard. You're listening to the Q102 Morning Show. Huge. It's trending all over the internet. And this is what's trending. I cannot believe that we forgot about one national day today. If you haven't left for work today, you can still partake. It is National Pink Day. Obviously, throw on some pink, as you should every day, I think. Uh, National Flamingo Day. You said it's National Hydration Day. But it is also National Take Your Dog to Work Day. No! How do we not have some wiener dogs in the studio with you today? I checked that list every morning. How did I miss? I totally would have brought, well, at least Eddie, the four-year-old. She'd be chill. 
I don't know yeah. if I'd trust Honey, the year and a half year old. She might get a little that's, squirrely. Yeah, ah, that's what we would like. We would like squirrely dog behavior in the studio. I totally would have brought Eddie. <laughs> Think back to pandemic time when everyone was working from home and during a Zoom meeting, your cat would jump up on your lap yeah. and stick button your camera or your dog would be going crazy in the background and you're like, stop, stop. Yeah. Everybody else on the meeting is like, yeah, this is the best meeting we've been on yet. And that was mentioned a couple weeks ago, but like what would people who have been working remotely want to go back to the office? And a lot of them said allowed to bring their dog. Yeah. 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 Ah. The answer is they don't want to come back. That's for sure. But if, if they must, everybody has to leave them alone and just let them bring their pets so they can get their work done. I could go get her after the show, but then you don't get to see her. No. Oh, man. No. We might have to extend this bring your dog to work day until Monday. Why not? Yeah, I mean, hey. Since we missed it. Everything's very yeah. fluid. Um, so the, for the past couple of days, the big talk has been about the, what are they calling it? A submersible craft? Submersible craft? Well, not a submarine. I called it a submarine. Yeah, I don't but, know. What's the difference? So the Titanic director, James Cameron, did an interview where he was talking about how he had gone down to the Titanic many times, but also he had designed his own subs to do the ocean dives dives and he said that there is safety records and the industry is gold standards like they took a lot of precautions they made sure Mm -hmm. that their crafts were not duct taped together and (laughs) and things like that and that this company skirted the guidelines Mm -hmm. despite warnings so i mean what did you think would happen (sighs) you know it it's a familiar story in fact James Cameron himself. I know you, you, you said that he has commented on it. Like, yeah, what were you thinking? He compared it to the Titanic. I don't. I don't know if I know this story. That the captain of the Titanic was told, "There's icebergs. Don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't do go. this." So you want to hear what James had to say about it? Yeah. Here's James Cameron. I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself, where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed at full speed into an ice field on a moonless night, and many people died as a result. And for a very similar tragedy where warnings went unheeded, to take place at the same exact site, I think it's just astonishing. It's really quite surreal. Mm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Kind of eerie, Maybe, actually. Yeah, listen, and you said there was something about when the Challenger took off, that there were oh, warnings yeah. that that was not a good idea, but people said, no, go ahead. Challenge, Space Shuttle Challenger, 19, January of 86, the, all of the engineers were like, we have not launched in freezing weather. There was a weird freeze in Florida that morning. Thing. They said, we don't think the O-rings will hold at freezing temperatures. We shouldn't fly. Like, oh, we've already put it off two times. we got to fly. I saw a documentary. The engineers to this day are, we tried to stop it. We knew the O-rings were going to fail. And they launched anyway. You know what it, happened. It, it does make you wonder what goes through people's mind. Because I was on a plane once, and obviously there are strict standards on aviation yeah. and commercial flying. And they, we were sitting on the tarmac for a while, like, okay, what's going on? Everybody's starting to look at their watches, look at their you know next uh, connecting flight tickets. 
like, am I going to make it? And they came on the, the overhead and they said, uh, we're just waiting for the crew. They're just going to repair one quick thing on the plane and we'll what? get you going here soon. And I'm like, one in my thing. mind, I'm like, no, 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 no. One quick thing. You take all the time you need. You need yeah. us to get off this plane and get on another plane. Yeah. I don't care. We'll do that. But the person next to me was like, oh. Like a sigh, and I'm thinking, did we just hear the same announcement because well, you're mad about this? It depends. Is it a toilet thing or is it a wing thing? Yeah, I'm you picturing know? like a, a dangling wing, a yeah. wheel that maybe isn't working. Like uh-huh. you take all the time you need and make sure that this thing is safe for flight. Yeah. And then I got the guy next to me going, oh, I'm not going to make my transfer and it's going to ruin my vacation. Oh. Yeah, or you could be dead. So I prefer to live through this flight. <laughs> So thank you very much. This is your morning show on Q102. Facebook topic today is what are your plans for this first full summer weekend? And there's some of those coming in. We'll check shortly. Yesterday, it was about uh, brands that remind you of your childhood. And I got a lot of those, too. Glad I wasn't the only one who went food-related immediately. <laughs> well, no. like, that's apparently what my whole child, entire childhood <laughs> consisted of. What kind of snacks? What kind of popsicles? Yeah. What kind of drinks are we having? Well, the whole point of that post was because of the Kool-Aid man becoming a <laughs> statue in Nebraska. So that's certainly a consumable, if you will. Now, Hasbro would be an umbrella brand of things like, you remember Baby Alive? Isn't that the one that you'd feed it and then it would poo? It would poop and you could change its diaper. Is that the one? Yeah, I I don't think I had that one. I didn't want maintenance in my toys like that. I just wanted to play with them. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, a little too real. Hasbro uh, does Easy Bake, G.I. Joe. I never had an easy bake oven. Oh, Should I feel deprived? I don't know. I think that was a little lame. The light bulb to heat up the yeah. brownie thing. I don't know. Honestly, you're right. I was in the kitchen with my granny. <laughs> you were she doing would not real. let me touch the ingredients. She would just say, you will sit there, you will watch, do not mess up my cake. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where I got my love for cooking. So I guess the easy bake would have really not been necessary. Mr. Potato Head is under the Hasbro umbrella. Play-Doh mentioned yesterday. Play school with a K. I don't know if that was teaching, you know, the, if that was the right way. To oh, school is spelled with a K. No. Now Hasbro is bringing back a toy craze from the 90s, launching a new version of Furby. Oh, I did have one of those. Here's an old Furby commercial. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's my Furby. <laughs> I do remember it's little. <laughs> and what, like the mouth would move, the ears would flap, right? Oh, yeah, and his little eyes would blink at you sometimes. And then I don't, which came first, the Furby or that little keychain? <sighs> Oh, it was uh, like a pocket pet that you could oh, feed yeah. it or have somebody else babysit, or then it would die if you didn't tend to it well. My and... uh, daughter had one of those. Oh, what were uh, those called? Uh, Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. I did not have one of those, but I yep. babysat a friend of mine's, and I killed it. I didn't mean to, I know. but I forgot about you it. You didn't feed the Tamagotchi. That's no, it. That's no. gone. Uh, that came out in 96. Uh, the the uh, Furby, it's the 25th anniversary, so that would have been 98. Yeah. The uh, $70 toy just became available on Amazon yesterday and then will be in stores nationwide beginning July 15 after almost a 10-year absence. 
Okay, so you can buy a brand new one. But mm-hmm. what about the vintage Furbies? Well, I mean... Are those worth more? Because I'm sure that that is still in a closet somewhere at my <laughs> parents' house. Like, they're like me. They don't get rid of anything, so... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know what? There's this little site called eBay. Why don't you go yeah. check it out and see, uh, see what those are selling for. Rise and shine. I don't know what i do without them. They're awesome. Mornings. On Q102. We're going to give you a lot of things that you need to know if you are going to see Taylor Swift this weekend, or actually if you're going to Minneapolis for any purpose. There's a lot going on. There's a symphony. There's Pride Week going on. There's the Taylor Swift shows. A ton of things. Twins, like you mentioned, not in town. So at least that helps a little bit. Yeah, because about 500,000 people, that is what they will expect in the Twin Cities this weekend. So what about the parking? So... Hmm. Taylor Swift concert going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium Friday and Saturday. Doors are going to open about 4.30. Concert itself will start at 6.30 each night. So you don't want to be trying to figure out your parking just a few few hours before because you're also going to have to get through security. We mentioned yesterday that if you have a, a bag or a purse, they're going to send you back to your car. If your car is parked far away, that's going to be a problem. Take a clear bag. It has to be certain size requirements, so check out those rules and regulations at the stadium website before you go. But they're going to have about 90 buses scheduled to leave downtown between midnight and 1 a.m. on concert nights to get you home. Mm. Also, Metro Transit has done a big surge adding buses to service to and from downtown this weekend. So Minnesota Transit also running buses from Shakopee. Burnsville, yeah, any relation to you? Oh no. yeah, I mean it's totally yeah. named after my named great after grandfather. Our favorite, Tim? No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> Apple Valley and Egan, and those are going to be affordable, five dollars round trip, so you yeah, don't have to worry about it. it. Also, the Southwest Transit will run similar round-trip buses to and from from Chanhassen and Eden Prairie. Adult rides, again, $5 round-trip. And if children are riding or disabled veterans, they they ride for free. Mall of America running a shuttle for $13 round-trip. Metro Transit also running north, west, east, and all those metros, so a little bit of additional. They're also going to have about 18,000 off-street parking spaces and 5,000 on-street parking spaces in downtown Minneapolis. I don't know that I would plan on getting street-level parking. And here's another thing, and this is just the, I don't know, the mom and me as I get older. I the think about the scratches Wait, is this something dents. we haven't heard about yet? Yeah, I just... I, I don't know that I would want that many people around my car on a street somewhere close to there. You do what you do. If you can find a good spot, hey, more power to you. But there are about 35,000 private parking spaces downtown. I just think those are going to be hard to come by, and that's a lot of people, and you're taking a chance. And then think about it this way. Getting out. Okay, so you get a a parking spot close to the venue. Great. You can just park, run right in there. Mm -mm. You get all those people exiting the venue, and good luck trying to pull out of that parking space right. and nobody the concert nobody in minnesota has figured out uh, that the zipper it's, it's everybody for themselves just oh yeah. i hate getting exactly out of and the good thing also about the twins not being in town is all that parking kind of opens up so the ah, abc sure. ramps near target field and target center should have plenty of parking and those are kind of adjacent to the light rail system yes 
that takes you to U.S. Bank Stadium. Very so much there's so. a lot to think about. This is what I say in life, no matter what you're doing. If you plan ahead, you're going to thank yourself in the long run. Yeah. Plan your parking before you get there, where you're going to try to go first to get the parking. And don't say, oh, I think we could get a better spot if we go to this other parking ramp. If you get a spot wherever you're at, you probably want to take that one. Mary Ellen planned on the MOA bus, the Mall of America. But then when I saw her last night at the block party, she's like, they might have filled out, but I can't believe they wouldn't add more. Maybe ask her how she went about getting How that. she's going to do it. She, she is did. a planner, so I oh, think yeah. that she probably oh, has a plan. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you one more thing, and this doesn't just have to do with the Taylor Swift show, but if you're going to a ball game, if you're going you know, on vacation somewhere, if you are not familiar with the city, maybe you don't go there every day, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with that parking situation and the parking deck, when you exit your vehicle... Look around if there's a big E or a blue F. Maybe take a little picture because you're going to be so excited. And then when you come out, you're going to go, wait, what floor were we on? Oh, I think we were parked by a, a big, you know, blue uh, SUV. There's going to be a lot of them. You may forget yeah. which stairwell you took. Take a little picture. It's going to save you after the show. I like the lots that do like animals, you know. Oh, it's we're, we're, we're elephant giraffe. row yeah. six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Mall of America has something like that. Uh, meantime, we got a, a message from Kylie, our ticket and hotel. Hotel winner, and and she's at the Radisson Blue Mall of America, so I hope maybe she got the bus too. It says, Good morning. Well, now, uh, well, as of yesterday, two more days. Haven't been able to sleep since I was told I was going to Taylor. (laughs) My daughter is in the color guard for the Montevideo band, so we have that in Sauk Rapids Friday night. That's tonight. Oh, she's playing. This is going to be a jam-packed weekend. Sister-in-law wedding in Stillwater Saturday morning, and then get ready for Taylor at like two. But thanks again. We're so excited. She has sent photos uh, pre of some of the outfit plans, but she also promised to send photos and videos. Uh, Her seats look amazing. That's a quote from our winner, Oh, that's going to be so good. Sister-in-law, I'm sorry, but they are going to be paying zero attention during your ceremony (laughs) because all they're going to be thinking about is Taylor Swift. (laughs) Hey, officiant, move it along. Yeah, come on, hurry up. The Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9.